It's a universal problem. Corporate IT departments spend more time reacting to fires than supporting strategic business objectives. Some 7,000 IT professionals are here at the Gartner Symposium IT Expo in Orlando, Florida. Verizon business, leaders, and enterprise customers are demonstrating the power of new service provider delivery models and managed IP offerings. The need for outsourced IT services is growing as enterprises face increasing security threats, expanding ranges of global technologies, and more demanding productivity tool demands to support on-the-go workers anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Listen in on the conversation with Verizon Business customer Rick Hawkins of Timken Company and John Schultz, Verizon Business. The topic, real-life strategies for aligning communications infrastructures with enterprise goals. In Orlando, Florida, this is podtech.net. I'm uh, John Schultz, Executive Director of Product Management for Verizon Business. And I'm Rick Hawkins, Director of IT Operations and Services for the Timken Company. Rick Hawkins, so why did your company, Timken, decide to go with the managed service approach to IT? I think there were a couple of factors. First of all, we were trying to roll out some new technology, and we didn't have that skill set on staff. So we had the, the choice of do we try and go and develop that on staff and put off the implementation until we're ready, or do we expedite the process by bringing some additional technical talent in? Um, I think we also had more demands on our, our staff than what we could accommodate, and by offloading some of the, uh, the day-to-day operational activities into a managed services environment, then I can utilize my staff to do more value-added activities uh, for Timken. You also talked about the fact that there were some other challenges at play involving new technology. You have a very mature staff, people who have been there for a long time. What were the factors that you had to take into consideration when choosing a vendor? We had to make sure that, that first of all, that the staff understood what we were doing and that the vendor we chose was someone who we could work with because it was not a staff replacement activity. It was definitely a staff augmentation activity, and we wanted the staff to make sure that they understood that. Um, We also wanted to make sure that we could continue to utilize the services of our workforce for as long as they chose to continue working for the Timken Company, and that we we were fairly purposeful in how we chose the managed services component to fill gaps that we saw or areas that, that, that we thought were less value added to the Timken business. I think in general, I think there's a lot of different reasons why people consider managed services. I think one of them is, is staffing education or, or you know, retention staffing issues. Some of them is, is the age of the IT staff. Um, I think that we see a lot of companies looking at the, the biggest question, which I think Rick outlined, which is, you know, where's the strategic value of my team? Where do I want to place the value of my team? And where do I want to basically outtask some of the mundane, day-to-day, kind of repetitive, firefighting-type activities? And so I think that's a very common model where people are saying, I need to do more with less. I've got you know less resources. I have less capital. Uh, I have you know. And so how do I take that that team, repurpose it, leverage it on other more strategic activities, and then have a service provider pick up some of the more routine kind of day to day functions that are out there? So that that's very common, and we see that quite frequently. What state was your company in in terms of IT when you made the decision to go to some outsourcing? Yeah, we were really in a process of needing to. Um, improve our processes and services. Um, We had had a financial um, 
rough patch um, several years in the past, and we've been taking various steps over the preceding couple of years to this decision to to fill gaps, um, to upgrade our technology, and um, but yet the budget increase to do that was not forthcoming. So we had to be very, um, I'll say, creative, for lack of a better term, about about how we made those improvements. Um, brought the staff along with us in mind and, and, and managed the dollars along the way. So when you decided to outsource some of your IT needs, what were the main things you were looking for in your vendor partner? Experience. We wanted someone who brought clear and well-defined processes to the table. We did not want to be, you know, in their first five customers. Um, you know, so we wanted to be able to talk to some references and understand that, that they, they truly had done this. Um, you know, the depth of the talent that they bring to the table. I uh, want to make sure it wasn't the guy that, you know, knew about this. Um, so those were kind of the general things that we were looking for as we went down that path. What specifically were the biggest IT challenges you had to solve to kind of take your company to the next level from putting out fires to starting to manage your IT with an eye towards having it be an integral part of the profit machine of the business? I think a lot of it is process maturity. Some of it is getting folks out of the mindset that I'm just there to fight fires. It's great to have processes in place and say we want to move down this path from a management standpoint, but you've also got to convince the staff that there's valuable productive work beyond firefighting and that they don't define their their perception of their value to the company to the fact that I work long hours and I and I get things back up when they break and to somebody else is going to take care of that and my value add is alignment with the with the business processes and the and the business priorities of the company. John, do you think that managed services is something that's really essential for 21st century IT? I think what we're seeing right now is people across managed services, regardless of its managed networks or managing desktop infrastructure or servers, that, that businesses are looking at their, their, their resources, right, their staff, they're looking at their strategic direction, and they're trying to figure out how to fuel growth. And so how do you repurpose the budget that you have to fuel the growth activities in your business and align them with your business objectives? So I think managed services is a tool, I think, to take out some of the repetition, some of the things that aren't, um, you know, that are more mundane tasks. And I'll give you a great example. If I'm in the food services industry, is keeping up my voice network to my stores and is, is having connectivity go back and forth to retail point of sale transactions, is that mission critical to my business or should I spend my IT investment in attracting new customers and in a- analyzing the, the demographics of the different stores and who participates and attends and how do I get more strategic with leveraging my investments as an example like in the retail industry. So um, the, the question really is managed services can be a tool to augment your team. It can be a tool to um, allow your team to kind of become more strategic and, and move on to other types of more highly valued tasks. We see in the U.S. market today about a 35 to 38% adoption of managed services. Gardner's predicting by 2010 basically a 60% adoption of managed services and that mirrors very very closely what you see in Europe where they're almost at an 85% adoption of network managed services. They drove the adoption based on language barriers, based on technology complexity across regions. I think the U.S. adoption is being driven now and the rapid pace of adoption is being driven by technology growth and multiple choices of technology um, as well as issues with budgets where you need to be doing more with less and how do you kind of rethink your strategic thinking. And so I think that's where managed services you know, brings the greatest value. 
Well, I, I think that you know you have the traditional uh, pull between I'm working on a project and I got to drop everything and go do a firefight, right? So one of the key areas is I've reduced that. So the staff can now work on and spend their time thinking about how we move things forward um, as opposed to I got to drop everything and go get this router or circuit or whatever back up and running. So they're able to spend more dedicated time on the things which not only I trying to manage this function value, but the company as a whole values. And then they become accustomed to working in that area. The company becomes accustomed to seeing more activity going on in that area. And I, I really see a significant value add in that, in that whole dynamic and process. As we go down this path of convergence, IP telephony, voice over IP, I mean, the complexity of the network is going to increase. As we go into a model where network is transport for whatever we might put it out there, then it's not the old days of I have my voice network and my data network and they have different needs and I can manage it that way. Now I have a network, which I have to manage across a spectrum of needs, and, and there's a level of, of technical complexity and sophistication, which I think many mid-sized companies are going to struggle to retain that kind of skill on their staff and therefore they need to be thinking about managed services to do staff augmentation to meet those needs as they go forward. And I want to build on Rick's comment too. I think he's absolutely right. I think the challenge we see as you move voice and data together is that the availability of the network becomes higher, right? You rely on the five nines of availability that you had in the voice world. You can pick up the phone and make a phone call. Now if your data network's down, you can't send email, you can't do chat, you can't do instant messenger, you can't make voice phone calls. You have a very frustrated end user community and it also increases your total cost of network ownership. It goes up to the roof because of productivity losses in your staff and your resources. And so one of the other values a managed services provider provides is really the, the discipline set of processes, the investment. We've invested over $120 million in our fault isolation systems to be able to, to provide some of the best SLAs and identifying problems and remediate them quickly um, for customers. And in an environment where your voice and data network are merged, those that can identify the problems and remediate them extremely quickly have a strong level of differentiation because you can't maintain a 24 by 7 knock staff in a very small company. The cost of having that, the resources and having the staff, especially at maybe a 10 size network or 20 site network or 30 site network, or you can't even justify the cost of having those those resources available. So it's a quality issue as you move into these, you know, converged networks as they become more critical, having to have the right level of network management. And I think it's a huge benefit for companies. Thank you so much for joining me on podtech.net. Thank you. Thank you. Verizon business customer Rick Hawkins of Timken Company and John Schultz, Verizon Business. This is podtech.net.